What's going on, everyone? We have a new episode here. I'm super excited to have this guest on. Andrew, can you start by kind of introducing yourself to the world and let people know who you are? Sure. My name is Andrew Begin. I work at uh, Galloy. Uh, we build open source Bitcoin banking infrastructure. Uh, also, the developers and maintainers of the Blink wallet used to be called Bitcoin Beach Wallet. I've uh, been in Bitcoin space for a few years now. Uh, Phil Hart, we can get into some of the background there. But uh, yeah, I live in New England, uh, also the founder of the Rhode Island Bitcoin meetup. Uh, and I try and make it up to Boston as well for some meetups. But uh, yeah, really excited. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, I'm really excited to, to talk to you today, Andrew. And of course, I have to ask you, like, how did you get started in this space? Because you've done so many things in such a short amount of time that I think a lot of people might just think that you've been in this industry for like a decade or something. So I've always been curious to know, like, how did you get started? What was your humble beginnings, your rabbit hole story? The moment that you realized Bitcoin was like, this paradigm shifting technology that would change the world. For sure. Um, yeah, it's funny. A decade ago or a decade or more ago, I, I remember being on like Slash Dot and hearing about this guy buying pizzas with this weird thing called Bitcoin. And at the time, my, uh, you know, my boss was you know joking about it. He was a tech guy. I think he got a little bit. Um, and I just forgot about it for a decade. And so uh, <laughs> a few years back, um, my I had a buddy, Ugia, who... Um, he started sending videos in our group chat with friends. Right. And like, and, and, you know, a, f a couple of the friends, you know, were like, yeah, kind of ignore it, whatever. Um, but it was, um, yeah, Saifedean, uh, Andreas, um, a lot of these videos. And once I started, you know, reading, I mean, the, the, when the price of tomorrow came out too, that kind of like really had a, a significant impact on me. I was kind of on the journey uh, breed love and, and sailor. Like there was <clears throat> many different pieces, which kind of started kicking me into the rabbit hole a little. And, uh, yeah, it was really early where I had a, a baby daughter, like a newborn, uh, at the time. And, uh, so I had a little bit of extra time on my hands, meaning like I was watching her, I was like, had a one ear pot ear pod in. And I was just like, like 40 hours a week on top of my day job. I was just like, like, like binging on Bitcoin content. Um, as a way of background, I actually come from the digital marketing and advertising world, uh, you know, 15 years experience prior to that. And so, um, you know, a lot of what I had done was in, you know, selling things, right. Uh, marketing things. And, uh, you know, one of the issues in, in that space is a lot of times you're supporting kind of the consumerism, uh, you know, all like the big techs, the big health cares and all this stuff. And, and, you know, the digital, the personalization, like you know, abusing analytics and things like this. And you're just like, man, like this just doesn't feel right. Right. You know, like I'm getting paid and to use my skills to do something that is, uh, you know, I don't know, it doesn't align with me as, as well as I wish it would. Uh, so when I found Bitcoin and I realized that the incentive alignment is like, I don't have to trust other people. I don't have to, um, I can be actually adversarial against other people and it just improves the system. I was like, this is mind blowing, right? And then I continued to learn about other properties of Bitcoin. And yeah, it, it only took me, I don't know, about six months to a year before um, I was, you know, racking up the hundreds and thousand hours of, uh, of, of research. And uh, it wasn't long after that before I was like, I need to dedicate my life, my career to this. Um, so uh, that's when I kind of got my resume out there, found Galloway and everything else. Nice. That's an awesome story. And I think that uh, it's so like mind bending to think about how quickly 10 years can fly by 
and then you realize like Bitcoin is still here. Like so many people thought that it would it would break. So many people thought that it would never reach the maturation that it has. And then you have people in the space such as yourself that continue to push the narrative that this is something that's here to stay and that you're going to continue to push and, you know, uplift communities using this protocol. And funny thing, right, Andrew? So I saw a clip of you somewhere on, on the Twitter world. Uh, you had a quarter and you called it Dirty Fiat and you were putting it into this machine and it kind of like spit out these satoshis. Was that in, were you in El Salvador in that video? Yeah, I was, uh, I was at Adopting Bitcoin this past November. It's happening again this coming November. So get your tickets. Um, and that, that machine is called a K1. Uh, it is a Salvadoran company. Um, and they have a, a, t- a type that you can put bills in and a type you can put coins in. Uh, and it creates a LN URL uh, withdrawal code that you can just uh, receive uh, sats to, uh, you know, put in quarters and get out uh, sats, right? And it's just beautiful because it's uh, it's so simple. It's so fast. And they're using it a lot as like education too, right? Because in Bitcoin Beach, um, so just a real quick aside, the, the, the Blink wallet, which was originally called the Bitcoin Beach wallet, was designed in 2020 in El Zante, uh, in El Salvador, pre-Bitcoin law, alongside like the, the Hope House guys and merchants down there. And the wallet was designed for helping to build circular economies with Bitcoin. Well, one of the things that those guys did in the early days, so Jorge, I think it was, like got the first ATM ever in El Zante. And it wasn't a fiat ATM. There was no fiat ATMs, but he got a Bitcoin ATM. And, and when you have an ATM and you can put in one type of money and get out real money, um, like, or, or vice versa, I guess, um, it really goes a long way in showing people tangibly what Bitcoin is, right? And so people in like Bitcoin Beach in the early days, it's hard to grasp the concept of Bitcoin, especially if you live in a physical cash economy. Uh, and so something like that, like these B- BTMs or Bitcoin ATMs are super critical in communities where you're onboarding people, right? And you're not onboarding them with like hundreds of hours of research. Rather, you're like, hey, download this wallet. I'm going to send you some sats. And like, you can go turn those sats into a dollar and you can go buy the coffee, right? It makes it very tangible for them. So that, yeah, the K1, it's so cool to see the um, Tianki is another one. These like companies, um, startups coming out of El Salvador, right? Like there's, I'm I'm super bullish on El Salvador. Um, And yeah, uh, if you haven't been to El Salvador and Bitcoin Beach, uh, it's, yeah, November is a great time to go for the Adopting Bitcoin Conference. Yes, that's definitely a pilgrimage that I need to make as a Bitcoiner. I've done the Bitcoin Conference. That's like part one. And I think that the completion is definitely going to El Salvador. But Andrew, I definitely want to talk about uh, Galoy, which is the company that you work for. And I think that Galoy is very unique in the sense that they're doing a lot of things and they're very immersed into El Salvador and just really kind of building this community of Bitcoiners that can really understand the protocol for the better. And Galoy has kind of been at the forefront of enabling these enterprises to leverage Bitcoin and Lightning for banking solutions. So could you share some insights into how Galois open source uh, banking infrastructure works and the potential it holds for transforming traditional financial systems? For sure. Yeah, so um, a quick quick history. Our founder, uh, Nicolas Berté, um, was building Lightning um, uh, Lightning Wallet uh, and, and was thinking about Bitcoin banking and, you know, thinking about the idea that um, Bitcoin is open source, right? And Lightning and, and, and the fiat 
banking system is is anything but right it's off it's permissioned it's closed um it's you know you need to have permission to you know and, and you're sending uh, money through centralized you know fed uh well, fed now in the future but like ach and fed wire and everything else um and having this idea that uh you know if if bitcoin is a better settlement layer for money and lightning is a better payments layer well Bitcoin and Lightning alone do not enable an organization or an enterprise to launch a product, uh, right? There's a lot of work yet to be done. Um, and so the idea of Galloway is to build a um, banking infrastructure to be able to plug into Bitcoin and Lightning in a way that's like where you can launch enterprise scale products without having, you know, the, the, the massive dedicated team to kind of like, you know, build from ground up. And so um, the Galloway stack uh, has, you know... A, a GraphQL API, and then we have different modules. Um, so actually, Nicholas, uh, I'll shill like a video to, if anybody wants to go into depth, and I'll give a high level right here. Um, but Nicholas was just at the MicroStrategy conference uh, and presented uh, the stack there and kind of was presenting to, right, like C-suite execs of, you know, Fortune 500 companies, you know, on Lightning Day in Florida about um a, a few key concepts that exact that that uh, enterprises need to be thinking about which is you know one is custody um in the galloway stack uh, it ha actually uses specter wallet so free and open source software for the win um you have uh, a bitcoin bridge to be able to interact between your enterprise applications and bitcoin and lightning um you need to have a ledger right a core ledger um to your to, to maintain um uh, your liabilities, uh, assets between, you know, multiple customers, different users, et cetera. Um, and then the other piece that, that he talked about is volatility management, right? Um, and so the short-term exchange rate volatility of Bitcoin uh, is, uh, is difficult uh, uh, to manage in, in certain contexts, right? One of those contexts is in, you know, a merchant in El Salvador that makes, you know, 30 bucks in a day. Um, and they can't have that 30 bucks turn into 20 the next day. Right. Um, and so uh, we built a project, open source project called StableSats, um, and it enables uh, uh, people to hold a, a dollar value uh, stable inside of the Lightning wallet. So in the Blink wallet, users can receive to their Bitcoin account or to their StableSats account. Uh, and the money in that stable sats account will not go up with the price uh, or exchange rate of Bitcoin, nor it will go down with the, the exchange rate of Bitcoin. And so hugely valuable for a certain type of audience, which we can get into around the, the community uh, sort of adoption and bottom up adoption context. Um, but also the 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 stable sats is, is a project that is one use case, right? There's also sort of enterprise level contexts for uh, volatility management that it can be used. And actually when the, uh, the Silicon Valley bank, it was funny. I was on, uh, the Kevin, uh, Kevin Roof's, uh, podcast, uh, like two days before Silicon Valley bank like imploded. Uh, and he was like, what about enterprise use cases for stable sats? And I was like, you know, it's a good idea. Like we've been thinking more in like the bottom up and, you know, adoption. I haven't thought about it. And like two days later, I'm in a Twitter space and, and the guy was like, yeah, we were doing this, like, inverse perpetual swap using derivatives to like, you know, to, to hold dollars, you know, in and out of Bitcoin. And I was like, oh, well, there you go. There's some of your enterprise applications. So those are some of the core pieces. Um, and when you put it all together, um, you have a really robust, scalable infrastructure that is open source um, that you can build and launch applications, uh, Bitcoin applications on top of. And one of those uh, is the Blink, the Blink wallet, um, which is 
you know, a, a, a preferred lightning wallet uh, for communities around the world to, uh, to onboard uh, and build circular economies with, um, which is really cool because it gives us a lot of insight on a day-to-day -day basis. I mean, the wallet's been live for three plus years. Um, and, uh, and so, uh, yeah, it's built on the Galois stack and uh, there's another one. So Bitcoin jungle, I'm not sure if you've heard or you're familiar with, but, uh, there's a community in Costa Rica, they forked the wallet, uh, and launched it on the Galois stack as well. And so really, really bullish about, um, the, uh, the potential for building open source banking layer on top of Bitcoin and lightning. Um, really it's like the, you know. Linux or thinking about, you know, open, open, open wins out. Right. Um, and so that's really what we're building towards and building for. So, yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. You know, anytime I hear about, um, places and, you know, people that don't have the traditional access to banking, to, um, generational wealth, a store of value, they're dealing with massive inflation. When I see these protocols, these different companies coming in and trying to kind of arbitrage people to actually become better using Bitcoin, that's always a win for me. But Andrew, there was something you said when you talked about um, the bottom up, and I kind of want you to expound on that a little bit more. So when you talk about the bottom up, are you really talking about uh, the global south? Are you talking about underserved communities? Like, what is your net that you're casting at Galoid, like as far as, you know, the marketing world for your company? Like, what is the bottom up when you say that? Yeah. So when I say bottom up, I mean um, driven from the individual uh, versus um, the government or the right. The, the, so I would say like in, in the very short term and there's probably there's nuance, which I'll gloss over, but like top down would be government says, hey, you can use Bitcoin and therefore we launch products that people can use, et cetera. Bottom up is um, I don't know if you saw there, there's an image that I've been working on, which is like the circular economy, Big Bang, um, which is. <clears throat> In 2014 or 2013, you had Arnhem Bitcoinstad in, in Netherlands, which were like, hey, can we build a circular economy using Bitcoin, right? That was early, right? Pre-Lightning Network, um, not in the Global South, right? So like bottom up does not mean Global South per se, but I would say that the uh, communities in the Global South, they get Bitcoin faster than people elsewhere, right? And so, you know, if I talk to friends, uh, you know, in around the, in the States, like they don't really have many of the problems or they don't know that they have the problems that Bitcoin solves. And so they need to think more. They need to understand more. They need to understand money more. Whereas if you're thinking about somebody in Namibia, South Africa, uh, Turkey, I guess would, would, would fall into this as well. You're Argentina, you're th um, Guatemala. You're thinking about people who face on a day to day basis the shortcomings of the current fiat system and they can go. Oh my God, this is like, I can, I mean, if you think about like, listen to Chimbera from, uh, from Bitcoin beach, when he talks about the story of Bitcoin beach, he talks about digital payments, right? Like this is a cash based physical cash based economy moving into digital payments for the first time. Um, and so to me, bottom up is groups of people deciding that Bitcoin is a tool that we can use to improve our lives and our community. And we're going to, we're going to put that into action. And, and the, yeah, the, the graphic that I'm working on that, um, Herman from Bitcoin Akasi will be sharing at, at Bitcoin Prague in the booth is like this big bang where you had like a couple of projects up until 2019, you had Bitcoin beach and now there's like 50, 60, 70 different projects where people are not just educating about Bitcoin as an asset, 
Um, but building a circular economy, meaning people are earning Bitcoin for their wages, people are spending Bitcoin for their meals, um, and they are really sidestepping the fiat uh, system a little bit in a way that can benefit the communities. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I, I really love that. And, you know, something so interesting, right? There was a, a Peter McCormick show, What Bitcoin Did. Michael Saylor was being interviewed about his life lessons. And there was something that he said that that reminded me of you, which was he was talking about um, every generation, there's always this new technology, this new thing that comes along. And if you onboard or adopt this within the first five years, most people tend to be immortalized with that technology, right? And it makes me think of you as far as like marketing. When you talk about bottom up, the base is always the broadest, right? So when you're trying to market to people, when you're dealing with the bottom, you're always dealing with the most broad spectrum of individuals. And as a director of marketing for Galois, you know, how do you approach spreading this awareness and educating individuals and businesses about the potential of Bitcoin and Galois solutions? For sure. Um, yeah, there's really two angles to it, right? Um, one of them is <clears throat> um, communicating the, the Galois stack to sort of enterprise level builders, right? Like, you know, the, 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 the micro strategy, you know, it was, it was a, as a perfect example of, um, uh, the audience of, um, people who are going to be building, uh, on Bitcoin and lightning in the coming years. Right. Um, now the, on the, the other side is, uh, on like blink or any other wallet, right? The blink, like blink is an open source wallet right so like the, like a bitcoin jungle right is is a fork of that and and there can be there can be many more right so teams that want to build their own uh, we we encourage that right um and so the important thing there with having the broad base is one thing i've been really excited about thinking a lot about is the community of communities right and so as i mentioned 60 call it 60 different communities around the world um that are that are following in i'll call it following in the footsteps of bitcoin beach they all have their own flavor um fernando in bitcoin beach brazil has like pos systems with nfc and he's using bulk cards to you know give to sell sats uh, uh fruit for 10 sats every day into school kids right and like beautiful project and one of the things that i believe that we have a unique role and insight into is um, in helping connect these communities with one another um, because many of them are using Blink, um, a wallet built on Galloy, and Blink is is a product that helps drive feedback and makes sure that we are developing at the forefront of Lightning. What are the solutions that people need? Um, and so we have a, a Telegram chat called t.me slash Bitcoin for communities. Um, a lot of the people that you guys that you see on different podcasts from around the world are in there. Um, and we have, uh, we have zoom calls and things like that to help spread information. I was just talking to, uh, um, uh, somebody the other day from uh, Tanzania who said, uh, you know, I'm working on building a school. Uh, do you have any input? And so we're going to have a zoom call to bring together like people from different projects. Right. And so I think like, you know, marketing is a, is a term that, you know, uh, 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 can can cover like many aspects, but I think f for the purposes of myself, it is really like mm, coordinating or collaborating with the community that we serve or the communities that we serve. Um, so and and bringing together as well. So the, the the sort of the enterprise level that is going to be you know meeting to build on on the Galloway stack, and then at the 
end user level, like you said, the broad base of like people who are adopting Lightning um, as money, right? Because that's where we believe we're all going, right? Like we, we exist because we believe Bitcoin benefits every human on the planet. Um, we're building solutions that we hope will get Bitcoin into every human on the planet's hands. Um, and we're, we're doing this together, right? So like um, maybe lastly, uh, in terms of like the, the, the marketing uh, angle of it is um, we are developing things that we hope are useful for others to use and replicate. And so um, we, we've got a GitHub repository of like all of this stuff, like these onboarding resources and merchant guides and customer guides. And, um, my newest favorite thing is, uh, we've got some t-shirts that say Puedo Pagar con Bitcoin and Pagame con Bitcoin, two different t-shirts that say either can I pay in Bitcoin or pay me in Bitcoin. And so like we are marketing Bitcoin, right? Uh, we are competing against fiat. Uh, and, and so, uh, it's, it's a really fun place to be and a rewarding place to be. Yes, I, I agree with that. And, you know, the world is full of problems and there's this cycle of people just kind of complaining about them. But the best thing that we can do is create solutions. And I saw someone say that, you know, podcasts don't really uh, build anything in the Bitcoin ecosystem. But I tend to disagree because when I have conversations with individuals such as yourself, it's all about marketing and it's all about talking about new ideas because the conversations we're having might spark the interest of some new builder or engineer to build something new and innovative that no one thought about before. So I think that um, podcasting is like the best form of free marketing you could have for Bitcoin. So, you know, I want to thank you, Andrew, for, you know, really breaking down Galois um, marketing strategy because you as a director, you're kind of at the helm of how the brand is going to be pushed, how people are going to you know, kind of onboard into the into the company. So I think that um, your your insight and your understanding of how Bitcoin is going to actually change the world has been super beneficial for you in that role. Thanks so much. Um, yeah, I'm, I I would I agree with you. I think that um, yeah, there's the the Bitcoin space is spicy these days. There's people casting all sorts of uh, claims around, but uh, uh, the Twitter spaces and podcasts. I mean, these are ways that information spreads, right? Um, and that and that conversations happen. I think it's incredibly important. I think that um, more Bitcoiners are coming into the space faster because of the information that people like yourself are making available um, and easy to consume. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, again, a pleasure to, uh, to, to chat with you about it. Yes, most definitely. And last question for you, Andrew. So, you know, following the success of Bitcoin beach, Galoy is now helping all these other communities around the world to create these similar circular economies. Um, what are some of the key considerations and challenges when implementing these new incentives and new locations like, you know, Bitcoin jungle, there's, there's all these different places. Um, I talked to Bobo Dredd, he's doing something in Jamaica. So you're seeing all these different things popping up. So what impact do you anticipate these projects having on local economies? Sure. Yeah. It's funny. The first thing I did when, um, I joined Galloway, this was leading into the first adopting Bitcoin conference in 2021 was uh, to write a article, pretty long form, like 5,000 words or so, called uh, Bitcoin Banking for Communities, Lessons Learned from Alzante. And so um, it, anything I skip here can be found there. It's on galloy.io. Um, and uh, the, the, a couple a couple things like maybe that stuck out to me um, le lessons-wise. Um, first of all, um, the 
communities, like the connection between the physical community and the cyberspace community. So Gigi talks about, right, like the communities in cyberspace, right? Einensfanzig and, and the many other communities. And um, some of the, a lot of these Bitcoin uh, circular economies start as meat space, right? Like a few individuals, right? Now, I think that I'm really excited about the connection between them, right? Because we as Bitcoiners, whether we're on Twitter or Nostra or otherwise, like we want to see communities succeed and grow. Um, and we want, we're here to help, right? We're here to offer, whether it's stats, whether it's uh, information. And so for people that are trying to build a community in the, in the footsteps of Bitcoin Beach, I think being present in the ethos and the conversation of, of Bitcoiners is super important um, because, and when I've, and a good example that I like to give is uh, Bitcoin Lake in Guatemala. Um, every time that they would onboard a merchant or not every time that, but they would say, Hey, we got a new pizza place who has decided to accept Bitcoin. Um, now we're going to have a pizza party there next Wednesday. Can you guys help us fund this pizza party? And they need like, what, like 50 bucks from like, all the Bitcoiners in the world, right? And so they fund their pizza party. Um, but the most important thing is a, the merchant that they have onboarded has now had a great experience because one of the difficult things and maybe one of the toughest things that I kind of am observing is the chicken and the egg of like onboarding merchants and onboarding like uh, individuals who will spend Bitcoin, all right? Um, because if you onboard 15 merchants and nobody goes and spends Bitcoin there, they don't just have like a neutral experience with Bitcoin. They have a negative experience, right? Because they've gone out on a limb. They're trying something new. That's they're giving away like, like actual products and services, right? For this thing that they're un, maybe unsure of and nobody's even asking for it. Um, and so um, the, like the, the throttling of like, Hey, let's onboard two merchants in our community and let's all go support that merchant, right? Um, is I think incredibly big. And I think Bitcoin Ikasi in, in South Africa has done just an amazing job with this because they like were deliberately growing at this methodical pace. And I think it was like a couple months ago where they just had their first like inbound lead, so to speak, uh, you know, um, somebody coming to them saying, Hey, I want to accept Bitcoin. Can you help me? Right. Whereas before they were like out there, like pushing and marketing. Right. And they, they've, they've created this groundswell. Um, and so I think that it, that matters is having like that community, um, keeping it tight knit, kind of growing at a, at a methodical pace. Um, and then I mentioned the thing about the ATM. I think that was incredibly, uh, that was incredibly like, I don't know, a, a, an interesting insight to say that, like, if you have an ATM in your community, um, it makes it tangible for people that are used to uh, physical cash otherwise. Um, so yeah, those are some of the main, uh, those are some of the main things I would say. One other thing too, is like, how do you tap into an existing community, um, that is not Bitcoin, um, that, that, that can, that has some established trust in the community. And so in Bitcoin beach, it was hope house in Bitcoin Lake. It's central at this school called Centro Educativo Josue in, um, in, in Praia in, in, in Brazil, you actually had, um, Fernando, um, was, was working for a while on adoption, but then he, um, was connecting with the local school. Who, that had a broken uh, down computer lab. It had not been op it had not been used in a couple of years, and he raised money and bought like replacement parts. And he brought a computer lab back online, 
And next thing you know, he's developing this relationship with like the local town, the schools, the kids and everything. And it's like, ah, like, bam, like, like your, your community can, can really like catch on like fire because there's already a connection between people um, who are learning together rather than like you trying to be out there by yourself, like knocking on doors. Exactly. And I, I love that because that's really what it's about. And a lot of people can kind of get lost in the transition of Bitcoin and price go up and what's happening next or what's the next latest drama in the space. And I always get humbled when I talk to people like you, Andrew, because it goes back down to community. It goes back down to creating these solutions and really helping people in need because, you know, we're kind of blessed in the first world, even though we have our own problems, we could not imagine what people in the third world countries are going through. And Bitcoin is allowing these people to really have a leg up in society, which they've never had because they've had um, bad government. They've had massive inflation. They've had infrastructure issues, political issues, civil wars, the whole, you know, kit and caboodle. So um, Bitcoin is always a good thing. When I see people like you helping, it makes me feel better as a podcaster, as a content creator in this space. So, Andrew, before we go, can you give people your social media handles, anything you want to push, your meetups, let people know what you're doing um, before you go? Sure. Uh, I can be found uh, A-G-B-E-G-I-N, so A-G-Begin, basically anywhere. Um, uh, Galloy is galloy.io or uh, on GitHub is Galloy Money. Twitter is Galloy Money. Everything's typically Galloy Money for social. And uh, the Blink wallet is Blink BTC um, on Twitter uh, and, and you know, Instagram. Or we're actually changing the Instagram to that soon. Um, but if you want to download Blink Wallet, uh, sorry, it's not available in the U.S., but uh, Blink.sv is, uh, is the place to go to get the links to download that. Uh, adopting Bitcoin. So I've got my actually my throwback uh, uh, Adopting Bitcoin shirt. Get down there November 7th to 9th, I believe it is. Um, and uh, and then, yeah, lastly, uh, Rhode Island Bitcoiners, uh, first Wednesday of every month. You can find us on Meetup or, or RI Bitcoiners on Twitter. So um, thanks again. It's been it's been fun chat. And uh, yeah, thank you for what you do. Thank you, Andrew. Once again, thank you for being on the Bitcoin source, a Bitcoin conversation. Have a good one, brother. Thank you.